what makes the good life the good life. This podcast is on a mission to find out. Join us as we explore the hidden gems of rural life, the growing entrepreneurial opportunities, and share some of the most interesting stories you may not have heard. Venture to all four corners of York County as we chat with some of the best people the heartland has to offer. Because when it comes to quality of life, it's all about keeping it local. Brought to you by the York County Development Corporation, this is 17 County. Today I'm here with Blake Woodruff. Blake grew up here in York and spent some time away in Lincoln. While in Lincoln, he started his career with Ameriprise, and he has since moved back to York, where he is working both with his father and grandfather at the local Ameriprise. Uh, Blake and I have known each other for quite some time. Uh, we were on a cross-country together, cross-country team together in high school, uh, and we interacted quite a bit from high school to college. Um, he was my next-door neighbor in college, if you would say. Um, so we got to know each other you know, quite a bit through that time and now through the professional world with him uh, moving back to York. Um, I'm excited to learn more about you know, Blake's experience in Lincoln as a professional and, and what he's looking forward to, um, looking forward to doing and you know, um, in living back here in, in 17 County. So thank you, Blake, for coming on to our show. Yeah, thanks, Derek, for having me. Perfect. So we'll jump right in. Uh, first things first. Uh, kind of talk me through your decision of how you chose to go to the university um, and why you chose Lincoln um, and you know a little bit about your experiences there that kind of helped prepare you for life after college. Sure. So, you know, pretty much like any other Nebraska kid, a lot of it was just you grew up in Nebraska watching Husker football and that's where you want to go. You know, um, a lot of my friends think it's funny. I only applied to UNL, UNO and UNK and really had no intention of going to the other two. It was going to be Lincoln. Um, you know, part of it too was that's where my dad went, and there was always kind of this this grand idea in my head that I wanted to do what he did, and and not that that necessarily meant doing exactly what he did, but the experiences he had and, and what he learned there and how it kind of prepared him for you know life after college and his professional career, you know, getting started. It really seemed like the place for me and where I wanted to go, and so didn't even take a campus tour or anything, just. That's where I was going. Got Just accepted. headed right on in. You know, I get made fun of by my parents. I had no idea how to get to the fraternity house when I moved down there. So I had to map my way the first time to get to where I was living. Oh, I that's no great. Idea. Oh, that's I great. knew it's where I wanted to be. Awesome. So talk a little bit about your uh, experiences within the fraternity and then outside of the fraternity there on campus. You know, how that kind of helped you get ready for life after college. Yeah. So much like, you know, why I went to Nebraska, dad was also a Delt, um, Delta Tau Delta. And so... You know, he had always preached to me not necessarily the social aspect of the fraternity life, which is what, you know, all the negative and what you see, but a lot of it was just, you know, the lifelong connections you make. And so, you know, in my mind, that was something I wanted to be a part of, um, especially coming from a smaller community like York. I was concerned a little bit that going to a big school, you know, with 20 plus thousand kids, it was going to be a little overwhelming. So it kind of allowed me to have that that tight-knit community feel like I was used to, but also branch out and meet a lot of new people since I was the only one from York um, in that fraternity. And, and really, and I don't think there were any other kids in my grade at UNL that rushed. And so um, it was nice to go there and kind of get that. And I think it really kind of set the foundation when I was at school for you know a lot of the positive experiences that I had. No doubt. Yeah, I remember my fraternity brothers always pushing me to be more involved. I'm sure you had the exact same experience. Absolutely. Um, you know, talk a little, we'll, we'll go back in time a little bit before that even. Um, how did YHS kind of help you become prepared um, for time uh, at the university? 
Yeah, so w at least when I was in school, you know, towards my junior and senior year, that's really when um, the high school was getting into dual credit classes. And so that was really nice because I could take enough. I actually came in as a sophomore to college, so it kind of gave me that foundation to have a little bit harder uptick in terms of like my class load while I was still in high school, you know, before just the hard transition to school. Um, and it really, I think, kind of set the foundation for holding me accountable to, you know, more regimented studying and, and doing that sort of thing. So I think uh, that was the main thing that I saw that helped me. No, no, that's great. Um, what sort of hurdles did you face in your first couple of years at the, at the university that um, maybe you weren't quite prepared for or if you would have known uh, before going in, you could have been a little bit more prepared? Oh, that's difficult. I would say um, one of the things that I encountered and it kind of took me until later on in college was, you know, I was so comfortable with everybody in my class um, in the fraternity because we lived together. We did, you know, things on the weekends together. We ate together, literally everything, which was great. And it led to a lot of good opportunities, but I found myself not necessarily until later in college branching out from that. Um, like I was in an honors group at school too, and I never really did anything with those people because we kind of just went to class together and that was it. Um, so I feel like what kind of took me a while was getting out of that shell. You know, the, the good thing about the fraternity was it, like I said, was a small community feel, but that was also maybe a negative is it didn't necessarily force me to get really outside the fraternity or the Greek community. And so I think as I got later in college and forced myself to do that through different opportunities that presented themselves, that was a good thing for me to do. You know, you've graduated, you know, you're 24 turning 25, I believe, here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so you've spent three to four years now kind of within, um, you know, the financial industry, probably through internships or your first career. Um, what's something you wish you knew um, when you started that you know now about uh, this industry? Um, I think I was always kind of understanding of it, but maybe not to the level I was. And I think it became even more apparent when I moved back. Um, a lot of the financial industry, specifically financial advising, like, like me and my grandfather and my dad do, um, it's really, really, really about relationships and not so much about finance. Um, I think the secret is pretty much you can get the same thing from anybody, whether it be, you know, shop A or B down the street compared to us. It's really about who you trust and who you want to build that relationship with. Um, you know, it's cool. Grandpa had somebody come in today um, down from the Fairmont area who he met off a whim, struck up a conversation, and now he's one of his, you know, highest value clients. And it's just fostering that relationship and uh, really focusing on that. Because like I said, you can you can get the same advice or the same different things from different people, but it's really who you trust and who you kind of fostered that relationship with. And like I said, I, I knew that was, you know, growing up with dad and grandpa and hearing their stories, you know, at dinner or, or uh, when they get home from work, it was apparent, but maybe not to the level it was. And now I think it's cool because those same people that I hear about, I'm seeing now on a daily basis coming into the office. So it's kind of cool when I go out in the community and I see some of the same people that are in the office that, you know, have been clients for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, what have you. Um, it really kind of ties it in and makes me feel that much more a part of the, the community. That sounds definitely interesting, you know, the relationship aspect, you know, how important is that? That's something I, um, I guess you don't realize how kind of important that is, you know, building those relationships. Um, so what are some other common myths, I guess, um, that you would say are within your industry, you know, stuff that people, you know, come in with like a preconceived notion that um, they think that, you know, financial advisors are this or, you know, certain things and what's kind of that myth that you want to dispel? 
Yeah, so I'd say there's there's like some big ones that are you know totally red flag like no this isn't us and then there's some little ones so like one of the bigger ones for example um you know people here finance or financial advisors and they think the bernie madoffs of the world you know the people who i'm the only one who understands this and so you kind of just have to go along with me and hope i'm telling you the right thing um you know of course it goes back to that you got to make sure you have a relationship with somebody that you trust but most people aren't out to make a quick buck um you know, everybody in our industry does better when they have long-term relationships with people. And so um, kind of that myth is the one that, that people think of initially. Um, I'd say the other myth is people think that we're just in the business of retirement planning. Now, of course, that's important, but, you know, we help people with making sure they've got enough emergency money set aside, making sure they've got adequate insurance if they're saving for kids' colleges or um, to put a down payment on a house or you know, whether they should pay off their student loan debt or invest the money, you know, in an account or, or do both. It's really not just geared towards retirement, although that is a big part of it. Um, it's really towards um, the whole planning aspect. And that's why I think a lot of us now are more considered financial planners, or at least we try to uh, portray ourselves as that, is because really we're thinking about your entire journey from where you are now up until the day you die, not just the retirement part, even though that is a big aspect of it. What were some other those little red flags that you had kind of kind of mentioned? Yeah, um, that uh, you know we're just kind of out there to sell you something to make a quick buck. Um, that really kind of we're pushing the same thing for everybody, and and you know hopefully it works. Um, you know in our industry and and especially you know working with my dad and grandfather and seeing it day to day, um, we do a lot of getting to know you first and what's going on with you know not just your financial life but your personal life relationships what are your goals both short term and near term and more long term like retirement um, I think that's a big myth is that you know we're just out here to sell you something to make a quick buck and and that's it um, when really we're trying to, to understand your whole financial picture and, and give you the best advice in every every step of the way right on did you always want to, you touched on this a little bit earlier where you know you mentioned that um, you kind of knew you wanted to get into uh, finance um, because of your you know your father and grandfather but was it always that way um, was there ever a moment where you thought you were gonna go into a different profession so it was that way from third grade and beyond um, all my st. Joe school friends would laugh because up until then it was a priest which is <laughs> not even close to what we are now um, but yeah I think it was always the goal how we would get there and, and kind of the path we would take whether it would be you know, what classes am I going to take? What am I going to major in? Where am I going to go to school? Um, is that going to happen immediately when I graduate? Or am I going to kind of go out and, and do my own thing and be my own person for a little bit? I think some of those, at least in my mind, were, well, let's see what happens and what opportunities come up and how I'm feeling at the time, um, which is how it ended up being. But for most of my life that I can remember, it was I always thought it was cool what they did and, and the impact they made on people, um, you know, and, and the the pressure they took off people, you know, being financial, I think a lot of people can empathize with the fact that financial, whether you're doing good or bad, is, is something that weighs on everybody's mind pretty heavy. And being able to take that pressure off of people and let them know it's going to be okay and that there's a plan in place for them, I think, was something that I always thought was fun and, and really rewarding. And so it's something I always wanted to do past, past second grade. Past second grade. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we're glad to have you as that. You know, you may, probably would have made a great you know, pastor as well, but uh, we're probably glad. to go to church a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
so, Blake, uh, tell me a little bit about you know moving back. You've moved back. You've been here for how long now? So I moved back mid-July and then started with Dad uh, and Grandpa the last day of July of this so year. So mid-July, so you've been here for about four or five n- months now. Um, let me know kind of how your experience has been like. You know, what um, what's kind of been similar to Lincoln? What's been different? You know, what are the glaring differences? Uh, but what are the exciting things about being back here in York? Sure. I would say a lot of the things um, that I thought about before I moved back and what they were going to be like, a lot of them um, have been exactly what I thought. And a lot of them have been honestly better than I thought. So, you know, kind of going through the checklist when I was ready to move back, you know, well, what's it going to be like, you know, Monday through Thursday? Well, most of what I was doing in Lincoln is I'd go to work, I'd come home, you know, maybe do something social for a little bit, but, um, studying for a licensing exam or doing whatever, going to bed and going to work the next day. A lot of that's been the same. Um, You know, the social aspect and what I was going to do, you know, on the weekends or when I had downtime, um, you know, I knew I had friends that lived back here, but I thought, you know, maybe that'd be a little different. Um, In Lincoln, it was really kind of weird once I graduated because surprisingly, a good majority of my friends were there maybe for a little bit, but a lot of people are, are not now even in Lincoln or Omaha or in the state anymore. They're out of state. And so, um, although I still did stuff on the weekends, it, it was not as consistent as I would have liked. And so far as I've been back, you know, I always have people to hang out with. I always have things that I'm doing, it seems like. Um, so that's kind of been, I thought it was going to be okay, but I think it's been a pleasant surprise that, that really there's something new and fun to do every week or, or weekend, and, and that's really been nice. What have been some of your you know favorite things uh, that you've been able to do since you've moved back? Yeah, so um, like me and my girlfriend Amanda, we go and watch uh, our friend Jordan Chuck play at different uh, venues. So that's been something fun that we've done. Um, you know, doing stuff around fair time was nice, and actually being in town and getting to experience that. And really, I think just connecting with all the people that that I either was friends with in grade school or high school that that, uh, you know, out of no fault of any of us, we kind of grew apart because we didn't hang out in college because we either went to different schools or we ran with different crowds. It's been nice to reconnect with those people and kind of pick up those friendships where I've left off. Right on. So, you know, kind of transitioning to that, what's something that, you know, you've kind of, you know, we all know as much as we like to paint York as a perfect place, uh, we know that it is not perfect, um, that there are things that we can improve upon. So what's something you know, whether personally or professionally, that you kind of wish was here that we don't really have access to? Well, Uber. (laughs) No, I think professionally just overall, and I think this is something, you know, the Chamber and the County Development Group are working hard on. It's really attracting more people here. You know, from basically the time I was born until now, York has been right between 7,500 and 8,000 people. You know, the surrounding communities have kind of stayed about the same population-wise. Maybe new faces, but you know, staying about there. And I'd like to see more, you know, maybe it's biased because it would help me in my profession, but, you know, more good, hardworking jobs and more younger people coming back to York and, and, and the local communities, you know, we've seen that, but really kind of continuing to see that to grow and maybe see York start to grow in population, some of these other farming communities start to grow in population, um, that would be really nice to have. Um, in terms of you know, more on the individual basis, I really don't know if I could think of anything off the top of my head. Um, I think just more things that encourage us to stay, us younger people to stay in York for social activities. I don't necessarily know what those are, but I know at least with the friend group I run around with, 
we find ourselves going to other smaller towns outside of York County um, sometimes to do our social stuff. And so it'd be nice if we could kind of find a way to keep that within York County and specifically York to, to see that grow. Perfect. You know, we're doing, you know, with York County Development Corporation, uh, we've been working tough to, um, you know, get places for these employers um, to have employees to actually sleep. You know, the big big problem, you know, with this growth is there's nowhere for them to lay their head at night. Exactly. And so we've been working real hard. Uh, I know uh, Champions wanted to expand to, you know, 40 or 50 employees. Uh, Collins Aerospace wanted to be at 300 or so odd employees by the end of the year, and they've only been able to get to like 260, so they still have room to grow. Um, Cornerstone Building Brand would like to hire another um, 30, 30 employees. Uh, Champion is another one. They're like at a 12-week backlog uh, for work, um, so they're building houses left and right, um, but it would be great to, you know, we're getting those developments now, um, so we're hoping once these finish up, you know, that's really going to kind of impact our, uh, our talent pool and everything like that to try and bring more um, young professionals or even people who are looking to make a career change or just relocate to uh, the great community of York, you know, since there are a lot of great things going on in this community from, you know, the uh, quality schools we have in Henderson, McCool, York, um, you know, all great schools with great school districts. Um, we really want to, you know, grow all of those equally. Um, you know, the, the saying, you know, goes, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships. And so we really want to, um, you know, try and grow York and the surrounding communities, you know, as much as possible because we all benefit when we all grow. Absolutely. Well, and I think, you know, it, kind of the joke my dad and I have always had is it's kind of like a which came first, the chicken or the egg thing. So what comes first, the, the good new jobs or, or the housing? And that's certainly a question I don't know the answer to or how to, you know, kind of accomplish that. And, you know, I can't necessarily speak for the other communities in York County, but at least in York, that's something I've seen with, you know, the new units going up on 19th Street, the ones going up by Lichty's, um, you know, kind of over by, by the baseball field over there. Um, that's I, actually a football field now. Is it? <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, a lot of that, you know, it's, it's nice to see that, that the focus is really being put on that because a lot of that, I would guess, now that you have these units, you can attract new people or maybe fill a need from existing people in town, and it just makes it all that more appealing to businesses to want to come into York County and, and locate here. Because I feel like in, in terms of like logistics and things like that, you know, you're on a, a major highway and a major interstate. You've got good schools, like you've said. You've got, you know, a pretty, a pretty thriving small business community downtown. You've got a lot of good things, but it's just where are we going to get the people? And you got to have housing to do that. So I think YCDC has done a great job of that, and, and hopefully that continues. Yeah, we're, we're excited to, uh, you know, keep working on different projects, you know, trying to, you know, improve our housing stock. We have our purchase rehab resell program um, that we're hoping to get our second round of funding for, which is going to really help um, grow our current, or not grow, but improve our current housing stock. It's not very often that um, people can get um, their first home is a newly renovated home. And that can be really nice, especially um, when the average age of like a house here in the community is somewhere between I think, 1970 and 1950. So these houses are uh, up there in age. There's, they've got great bones. You know, everybody everybody knows that about the houses here in York. Um, but you know, sometimes they just need a little tender love and care to get them over the edge. Um, so that way, they you know they can be um, you know quality housing for individuals. They don't have to feel like they're living in you know, something substandard or, or something like that. Absolutely. Well, it's been cool, you know, um, with the YCDC Facebook page, it's been cool to see 
the shared pictures of some of the houses and then even just driving around town seeing some of the ones that I didn't know were being refurbished it's cool to see it and it's I think it's encouraging to people like me um, to really see that focus being put in and it's literally a revitalization of the community right before you it's it's been fun to see that what has been since moving back I know you spent a couple years away but you have family here so you were back every now and then so you probably kept some tabs on what was going on in the community but what was the biggest kind of surprise that when you move back you're like wow we have that now like is was there anything that really kind of you know hit you hard or anything like that well um biggest surprise since I've been back is is mom still wants me to come over for dinner. <laughs> That's been a surprise. I figured she'd be sick of me by now. No, I mean, just driving through and seeing, you know, it was all kind of, a lot of these were kind of in progress um, when I was either coming back for college or from college or I was in high school. But, I mean, the softball complex has been nice. Everything in terms of the remodel with the high school, that was getting done. The semester I left would have been the last semester where they didn't have carpet in the hallways. Um which I'm sure was great. Would have loved to have carpet. Um, you know, like we've talked about, the revitalization of the houses, the new apartment complexes, and the and the units then going up on 19th Street. Um, really, all of that has been kind of fun to see, um, and is really kind of surprising because it seems like York is doing so much, and really the county as a whole has been doing so much um, in the short time that I've seen to have been gone. Right on, perfect. Well, we're gonna jump into some kind of rapid. Fire questions here. Favorite bar in York County? Favorite bar in York County. Okay. Now I got to think to the ones in different towns I've been through. Right, right. That are fun. So in York, I mean, sure, you're a little limited. I like going to the Elks Club. Um, but if we're talking one anybody can go to, it'd probably have to be offsides. Um, over in Bradshaw, the Bulldog Roadhouse. That's oh, a good yeah, one. Great pizza. The great best pizza. pizza. Good, thick pizza. Um, I'm trying to think. Down in McCool, I haven't been to Carrie's for a while. Um, honestly, I would probably have to say Bulldog Roadhouse over in Bradshaw. Yeah. Cool atmosphere, good people. Um, the cook over there is great. We were over there for Mom's birthday, and we got shots of tequila on the house, so that was fun. But, did you uh, get to go to uh, Bradshaw Days this past? Uh, I did and not. To uh, Beaver Creek Band? Beaver Creek Band. I did not, but anytime they're playing, we like to try to go. It's quite the show. I hear there's going to be Beaver not Beaver Creek Band, they're bringing in, I think, Whiskey Bent or something bigger um, for, for Bradshaw Days next year. So that's going to be, be great. exciting. Uh, favorite meal in York County? Oh, geez. That's so hard. I'm a sucker for good bar food. But, oh, I would have to say getting a good steak and a baked potato over at uh, Hunter's Lounge in Waco. That can't be beat. Haven't been there in a while, but good quality meal they at some point since I've been gone I, I guess I don't exactly know when but renovated the inside and it's really nice over there um, definitely a good place to go uh, I think I might know this one I can I, I'm gonna have something in my head but <laughs> favorite event in York County favorite event you're, you're thinking I'm gonna say like a York game or something right no 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 okay um Honestly, I like a lot of the stuff that the Chamber puts on, but favorite thing I go to consistently, I don't know. That's tough. Um, I had picked for you the county fair. Okay, county fair, yep. Always have to make it back for that. Last few years, like I said, I've had friends out, so 
I have to like it enough to do that, I guess. But right. Yeah, you, I would give you that. Yeah. I kind of know you. Yeah, yeah a little bit. <laughs> uh, so, stepping outside, I know you mentioned the bar, but what was your favorite restaurant in York County? Is there, like, the kitchen out by the interstate there? Are you a big fan of that? You know, Carrie's down in McCool. Yeah. Uh, Perks over in Henderson. Uh, La Cocina here in town. Um, you know, <clears throat> chances are always a staple for people. Sure. Is there one of those that, like... When people come to town or when you're, you know, itching for something good, is there one of those that comes to mind? Sure. Well, I mean, it used to be, um, I would say, PK's up in Benedict, and I haven't been up to the the new place up there, so I might have to try that. Um, you know, Amanda will love me for saying this, but I am not a fan of Mexican food, so it's not La Cocina. If I go there, it's chips and salsa, and I'm happy with it. Um, honestly... I would still probably say um, over at Hunter's Lounge. You know, you can get anything from a steak to a burger to, you know, a sandwich. Um, and especially because it's nice to get out of York and go somewhere else. That's that's part of it, too. So, honestly, I would probably say that's where it is. Um, although going down to Chances Are, since it's only a few blocks from home, is nice sometimes, too. It's nice to, yeah, stay stay close. Um, so this is going to jog your memory a little bit. I'm, I might ask you this one, and then we might come back to it. But favorite memory in York County? Favorite memory. Um, I think personally, like one of I was involved in, it was probably my freshman year when we got runner-up at State Cross Country. Um, I was the alternate, so I'm kind of part of the team for State, but not really. And we got runner-up, and I was in Coach Rasmussen's ear until we got it back to put my name on the trophy because I still had to practice for the extra two weeks, and gosh dang it, I was important. And so that was cool when I found out my name was on it. But so that was that was cool, at least in terms of personally. Um, I think in terms of, you know, just what I wasn't personally involved in was probably the year that we won football and then basketball, you know, a couple of years back or whatever it was. Um, I had some friends who went with me to the York basketball game. And I remember we went downtown with with mom and dad afterwards and. And for about three hours, every 15 or 20 minutes we were in there, there were, I don't know, maybe 100 York people in there, somebody would start a We Are York Dukes chant. And, oh my gosh, my friends didn't know what to think. They go, so not everybody, or we, we just thought it was you that was this crazy kid about York and York County, but it's literally everybody. Um, and so, yeah, they figured out I wasn't the only one with a screw loose, I guess. But Some of the most passionate people live here, oh, right, in York great. County. It's and great, it's and it's fun because it never really gets away from you. It's it's always fun to go back and see those people. So um, they both kind of center around the high school and sports, but I think those would be the I ones think, I think of. I think that's where my <clears throat> fandom really started was, you know, you know, being a – I wasn't, you know, the most athletic. I was on a lot of the athletic teams, um, but I was always in the stands, always in the crowd, you know, yelling for basketball games, um, you know, rooting on – um, volleyball and whatnot, um, and then I think that carried over to my time at UNL too. You know, I was oh, sure. always you know at every game. You know, I couldn't miss basketball, football, any of that stuff. Um, you know, I had to be the loudest person in the student section Absolutely. when we did the Go Big Red chants. And so, um, yeah, I think that fandom and that passion all started right here in, in York. And so that's been great to see that um, people carry that on all, all, all throughout their life. Um, another last rapid fire here, um, hobbies. So you probably have a few hobbies. If you had a hobby of yours that could be a f profession, 
what hobby would you turn into a profession? Oh, jeez. Um, it would probably be sports-related. Because uh, much like you, I wasn't the most athletic person. You know, thank goodness York was a small enough place to where you'd still, you know, get to participate and actually be on the team. Um, it would probably be playing basketball. You know, when I'd come back, if I had a day off or over the winter, I like to go down and play noon ball. Uh, you know, I've got to convince Dad now to give me enough time to go do that now that, you know, I'm in the working world. But um, I'd love to do that. I love playing basketball, playing the alumni tournament every year. You know, we in Lincoln, we got some of the fraternity guys together um, the past couple of years, and we did the YMCA League and, and did that, you know, once a week. So um, probably, probably would be playing basketball. Awesome, awesome. Uh, well, is there anything else that you kind of want to uh, say to wrap up here? Um, you know, maybe do a little pitch for yourself professionally or anything? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I would just say it's it's great to be back in, in York and York County in general. You know, it was it was good, and, and I enjoyed being out in Lincoln and, and kind of experiencing being somewhere different and being away from home. But I think it's it's been everything I've wanted and more being back here and, and kind of being in the place I want to be. Um, you know, and working with grandpa and dad, you know, we're, we're over 90 years of experience combined with us. And so it's kind of cool to see, um, everybody we've worked with, you know, it seems like everybody it's, well, their mom was a client and now their son's a client and their cousin's a client. And, and that's kind of been fun to see that it's, it's not just a family thing with the people doing the business, but it's kind of a family thing with, with everybody as a client who's involved with the business in that way. And so, um, kind of back to what I was talking to you about earlier, it's, you know, our business, it's not just retirement planning and, and saving for that. It's really anything that involves money or, you know, planning for a goal, we're here to help you with that. And, you know, you don't have to have a million dollars in day one. You don't have to have, you know, anything. It's really just having the drive to kind of want to, you have a goal, you want to save for it and plan for it and get there. And so, you know, that's something I've been passionate about and I'm all for helping. And, and anybody who needs advice or, or would like that help, I'd, I'd love to help you, and, and I think it'd be great. Well, thanks for sitting down with me, Blake. It's been a pleasure you know, reconnecting with you. Um, I'm, I'm sure we're going to have some more of these moments um, in, the, in the coming years talking about you know, life in York County and, and what we can do to improve this, this community and make it you know, the best community that we can, we can do possible. So uh, I'm excited to have you on the York York team and you know being here in the community to help out with everything going on because you know we need those people you know stepping up and, and helping out the community you know um, it, it can't just be you know 12 people it can't just be 80 people it can't it, you know all 8,000 people in this town need to um, rally around um, you know improving this this community and, and and talking about you know um, how great we have it here in York uh, uh, one of our um, other guests that we've had on had mentioned, you know, when, when you grow up in York and the only thing you know in York, um, sometimes you don't realize, you know, how great we have it here in York. You know, I personally, I've been able to, I've been fortunate enough to live in Indianapolis, Chicago, um, up in the rural communities of Maine. And what we have here in York is very special. Um, you know, we have, we've got a lot going that, you know, people don't realize they take for granted because they think every community has that going for them just because, you know, York, you know, isn't the biggest or bestest community, but, you know, we certainly, you know, try the hardest to be the best community that we can be. And so, you know, some communities don't have that fortune. And so it, it's been great to be able to, you know, come back to, to York as well and, 
you know, try and you know, grow this community to be the best that it can be. So thank you for taking that time, and you know, thank you for you know coming back home and being part of the York family again. So welcome back. Hey, thanks, Derek. And I think you're right. I think. A lot of people who move away and come back, and then a lot of people who have been here for a while realize York is great. We just need more good people knowing how great York is. So keep up the hard work with Vice City. Thanks. Appreciate it. This is 17 County, a new podcast brought to you by the York County Development Corporation in Nebraska. For more information about life and opportunity in the heartland, visit yorkdevco.com. Come grow with us. And if you liked this episode, be sure to rate and review 17 County on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.